What's going on, guys? I'm Kasani Tashimba. This is the Urban Sports Report podcast, and not really a bombshell, but a bit of an emergency podcast because it is official, according to Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer, Ben Simmons, Rich Paul, Clutch Sports requested that Ben Simmons be traded out of Philadelphia last week with a meeting between the team and Ben and his representatives. So here we are. Um, My initial thoughts on it, my initial thoughts on it really come down to two words, weak and predictable. You know, I say it's weak because that is what Ben Simmons has proven to be in Philadelphia. And uh, it's just that simple and plain. First off, to address something that has been talked about on social media, that has been talked about in mainstream media, the radio, whatever. Ben Simmons has been extremely supported in the city of Philadelphia. Extremely supported in the city of Philadelphia. And any kind of notion that because Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid said what they said after game seven, because the idea that what the team gave him a max contract because Brett Brown begged him to shoot because the fans of Philadelphia, all they begged that he do was try to shoot. Ben Simmons was very, very supported in the city. And just because he was criticized and rightly so, does not mean that he wasn't supported. And that's why I think it's weak. It's weak because all this is is a representation of an individual who has been coddled his entire life. And when he was finally put into a situation, when he was surrounded by people who held him accountable and were very vocal about it, he crumbled. And that's all it comes down to. That's all it comes down to. I don't want to hear anything about what the organization didn't do for him or that, oh, the the Philadelphia media or the Philadelphia. No, 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 no. It's none of that. It's none of that. It's none of that. He's weak. He's mentally weak. And he's been mentally weak. And it, and it, and it, part, it kind of pains me to say that because I rooted for Ben for years like many people rooted for him. But when you just look at how he's carried himself in the city, it's not surprising. That's why I say it's predictable. It's predictable because when you have an individual who is put in situations like this, and when you lack the mental toughness, this is what you do. You pack up your things and run. That's what you do. And it's not surprising that um, reports are coming out. And and this isn't the first time I've seen this about Ben Simmons eyeing three California teams as landing spots. I think they said like the Warriors or whatever, whatever. Listen, I hope one of those California teams is the Sacramento Kings. I pray so. Because if that's the case, Darren Fox, please, please and thank you. Because I'll tell you this, mentally, he's the opposite of Ben Simmons. I'll take that any day. I'll take that any day. Because when you have a guy like Ben Simmons, if his mental is right, he's better than Giannis. Or at least on his level. But that's another conversation for another day. So where do we go from here? I mean, it. we already knew 
that we were getting to this point. I think what we just didn't know was kind of like how we would get to this point. Everything was, you know, very much like the a bit of the secondhand reports and uh, things of that nature about, you know, is is it happening? Is it not? Is he coming to camp? Is he not? And that was also part of the report about um, Ben also threatening to not come to camp. That's part of this whole thing. Right. So we take that into consideration. But. It's about where do we go from here? Because we weren't blindsided by this. Maury tried to trade Ben, you know, somewhat immediately, you know, when he got to Philadelphia. Maury comes to Philly, hardened ass out of Houston, and Maury entertains it. He does his job as a GM, right? And, you know, it's uh, been reported that the Sixers have been shopping Ben pretty much throughout the off season. So it is what it is. So where do the Sixers go from here? Kind of similar to what I, how I ended the last pod. Where do we go from here? And I feel like we're like just a step further in the process. I feel like with Ben entertaining the idea of not showing up to camp, I, I'll be honest. Even given the situation, even given the situation, I still believe that there has to be a level of patience from Daryl Morey, Elton Brand, and the rest of the Sixers brass. I do believe that there has to be a level of patience because right now the entire league knows what's going on in Philadelphia, obviously, right? And... They're going to try to, you know, get Ben Simmons on the low, on the cheap. The only thing that's really going to change the market in the in the event that Ben Simmons does not play another game for the Sixers is that teams are going to have to get a look at their players and kind of come back to reality. Because I've always felt that way. I always felt that Ben Simmons' value was higher than people thought even after that Atlanta series because I don't believe that a general manager looks at Ben Simmons and only says you know oh he's just the Atlanta series like what happened in those seven games or what happened in these playoffs that is who Ben Simmons is as an athlete as a basketball player I don't I never believe that I believe that you consider that and you acknowledge it, but any smart GM worth his weight is going to look at a player and their last performance, but you're mostly going to look at their body of work. You're going to look at their law of averages because no GM is going to bet that Ben Simmons is going to duplicate or replicate his Atlanta series performance throughout the rest of his career. Now, granted, you could say he might not do a, do it throughout the rest of his career, yet it might rear its ugly head again in the postseason. And that's fair. But we've kind of seen, look at Paul George, right? Just, you know, just over a year ago or, you know, maybe less than a year ago, he was the laughing stock of everybody. Oh, way off P, pandemic P, hitting the side of the backboard. And then months later, Kawhi goes down and Paul George is carrying them to the conference finals and playing extremely well. So things, you know, things change very quickly you know, from being the laughing stock, you know, to being somebody who holds true value. And 
I think that Ben does have that potential, but more importantly, I do believe that that's how an actual NBA GM looks at Ben versus how, you know, hot take media and emotional fans look at it. So I do believe that Daryl Morey has to exercise patience. I think you have to wait for the rest of the league to come back for teams to get a look at their own guys and kind of get back to reality and be like, maybe Ben Simmons might not be so bad. And you kind of like, you know, his value will almost start to regulate itself again as basketball is played again. So I think that's, that's what happens. Um, there was also another wrinkle that I saw from, I want to say it was uh, Jason Dumas um, who reported this. Uh, the source, there's a high chance that Tyrese Maxey will be a part of any Ben Simmons trade. Rich Paul would like both of his clients out of Philadelphia. A few local Philadelphia-based organizations had planned on partnering with Maxi on some community events. They were told to cancel those plans. Paul would not like Maxi to grow roots in Philly if he could be gone. The plot thickens. This is getting crazy. This is getting crazy. Rich Paul... He's going crazy. And on top of that, on top of that, if, you know, assuming all of this is what it is, and Jason, he's done a great job. He's been pretty accurate from all the things that I've seen reported as far as the Sixers go for the most part. He's been on point. Um, looks like Rich Paul is not really feel, feeling Philly right now. And on top of that, Zach Levine just signed to Clutch Sports today or at least it was announced today. And if all these things are lining up, it makes uh, Zach Levine coming to Philadelphia look very, very, very slim, very dim. If you know me, you know that saddens me. But so where do we go? Where do we go? Um, I think the Sixers have to be patient. And I think... Who is this? Is a, it's a tough situation. It's a very tough situation because you have the season is starting in about a, a little bit more than a month and a half or so. Training camp, preseason, you know, trades could get done around this time, but it, it's tough because a lot of teams are in a bit of a holding pattern. And you have Dame, who just last week gave like a semi commitment to Portland. And honestly, given the situation, Ben has four years left on his contract. And Dame gave like a semi-commitment. I do see a scenario where, you know, Dame said, you know, like, I'm here for now. He said, I'm here for now. And it, it, from what I gathered from the quote and what he said was, a bit of, I'm going to be here to start the season and we're going to pretty much play it by air. I do think the Sixers, this is what I kind of think will happen. This is my prediction. I think the Sixers are going to hold tight. They're going to stay put. Maury's not going to take a bad deal and he's not going to take a bad deal because you have Joel Embiid. You have Joel Embiid. And when you have Joel Embiid, you have a top 10, a bona fide top 10 player in the NBA. There's no list that you make 
of the top 10 NBA players and Embiid is not in that top 10. I don't care about the order. He's in that top 10. And with that being the case, Daryl Morey and the Sixers understand that you're still one player away because you have such a great player in Joel Embiid. You're always one player away. You're not going to take back four quarters for a dollar. I just can't see that happening. I think they would rather sit it out, sit it out, wait for the league to kind of level itself out and then make a deal with somebody after another GM is like, okay, my situation isn't working in Portland. Or maybe, you know, Sacramento looks at their situation and they're like, you know what, maybe, you know, a package dealing, you know, Ben Simmons and De'Aaron Fox and whatever other pieces around that, that makes more sense now. Right. So I kind of feel like that's where it's going to go. You know, I kind I, I kind of see that happen. I think Ben is gone by the deadline. I just don't know if a trade is going to happen before the season. I think that this um, he might actually have to sit out. I, I think like that's and I wouldn't even be surprised if it's like a situation where after this report and as they get closer, it becomes a situation of, you know, um, the team and you know, Ben are working in partnership, you know, to try to facilitate a deal or whatever like that. You know how that, you know, that kind of wording or whatever like that. But I kind of feel like that's where it's going. I feel like that's where it's going. Um, I think that Ben gets traded by the deadline. I think that Maury is going to be stubborn, smart and stubborn, and he's going to wait it out. Um, I saw something on IG earlier referring to a package for... Um, Ben Simmons that was Ben going to Minnesota for D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and somebody else in the pick or something, something like that, that the Sixers rejected. Um, I the the funny thing is I really liked D'Angelo Russell coming out of Ohio State. I really did, but I'm I'm just. I'm down on him. I wouldn't do that deal personally. I saw some people saying, oh, that's the best deal that the Sixers might get. I don't agree with that. Because because even in the midst of this, I just don't think Ben Simmons' value is going down. Now, they're talking about, you know, Ben is eyeing California teams. I mean, you got four years left on your contract. So how, like... What are we doing? It's not like Anthony Davis when Anthony AD had like what a year left. And you're like in that situation where it's like, okay, he's going to become a free agent in a year or even like in two years, you have an entire four years that you have to play out. So as much leverage as players do have nowadays in this era of, you know, player empowerment, he, his leverage is still a bit limited, a bit, a bit. But we're going to see how this plays out, man. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about Ben? What do you think about the situation? Does a deal get done before the season? I think a deal does not get done. I think that when the Sixers play their first game, I do believe that Ben Simmons will be on the roster. I I, I believe that. The deal that I want to happen, Dame, you know, Dame and Bill have been, you know, the big names that have been, you know, talked about. But the player that I have kind of like shifted my crosshairs on 
has been De'Aaron Fox lately. I loved him in Kentucky. Um, have been a fan of his in the league. And the more and more I think about it, the more and more it makes sense. Really big on De'Aaron Fox. Um, he's young. He had to me, just to kind of to really touch on this a little bit. I look at De'Aaron Fox as um, I'll, I'll, I'll list a couple players that I feel are similar, even though their experiences are like a little bit different now. So you have Devin Booker, you have Zach Levine, and you have De'Aaron Fox. And I feel like they are very similar in their trajectories. They're just at different points of their trajectory. So you have Devin Booker, who was on in the Western Conference on a young, bad, inexperienced team that was doing very well individually, but never had the ability to show it in the postseason because he just wasn't on the team that, you know, was going to get to the playoffs, right? So you bring in Chris Paul, the other guys develop like eight in bridges, so on and so forth. And he's able to showcase what he can do on that level. And the thing that, I find is like a parallel between them that they're not just guys who, you know, they call them like um, good stats, bad team guys where it's like, Oh, you're only getting those stats because you're on a bad team. I don't believe that with either of the three, I believe that those are guys when I just watch them that, you know, they're very, uh, very intentional on improving on their games. You see it. And, and to me, they, they all have that dog inside of them. They all have like, when I watch them, I don't look at guys that, seem like they are at all content about losing or anything like that. So Booker was able to team up with his guy who was Chris Paul and he was able to, you know, elevate from a team success standpoint, but was also able to showcase what he was already doing, but just on a grander scale in, you know, the playoffs and subsequently the finals. I think that Zach Levine is the exact same way. He was in Minnesota on the West, um, him, Cat, and Wiggs, they had potential, but they were very young, and he was the third option then. Moved to Chicago in the Jimmy Butler trade. Uber potential starts, you know, getting better and better and better. He cracks an all-star team, makes the all-star team, makes the Olympic team. Um, but the potential was always there, and anybody who knows me knows that I am a huge Zach Levine fan. I've been wanting him to be a Sixers since about 2014, 15, whenever he came out of UCLA. But that's another conversation for another day. I think we picked Dario Sarge that year. But anyway, but anyway. Um, and then you have De'Aaron Fox. I think De'Aaron Fox is very much in that same ilk. Player, good player with pedigree that improves on his game. His, uh, you know, his shooting has been, you know, kind of like a knock on his game. But the difference is, is he's not really a non-shooter. He's more of a streaky shooter. He actually will shoot the ball unlike some people. And he's just gotten better and better every year. And he has that dog in him. And I believe that if you paired him with someone like Joel Embiid, that it would pay dividends and it will pay dividends very, very soon. I think like what you see from a lot of these young players who get their first taste of playoff experience, whether you're talking about, you know, Devin Booker or you're talking about Jason Tatum or you're talking about Luca or you're talking about Trey or you're talking about uh, Donovan Mitchell, all these young guys who have gotten the opportunity to shine in the playoffs at a young age. I believe that if you put De'Aaron Fox 
on the Sixers with Joel Embiid, I feel like he would be an instant breakout star. And I kind of look at De'Aaron Fox as the player that a lot of Philadelphia fans don't have, you know, that that isn't on the radar of a lot of Philadelphia fans who want a guy who, you know, a guy like Ding, who's much more proven and to a lesser extent, Bradley Bill. But I feel like, um, I feel like De'Aaron Fox could be the guy, um, you know, like not the hero that you wanted, but the hero that you needed. So just throwing that into the atmosphere and hopefully I could pull back this footage after we get him in a couple months. So that's that. That's my time. Talk to me, guys. What are your thoughts on this? Check in.